This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. It was at the meal after a circumcision, after a bris milah, that the first Gera Rebbe, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir of Ger, the Chidushe Harim, asked one of the Hasidim that was there to please tell a story to everyone at the bris. And the Hasid says to the Rebbe, I'll be happy to tell a story, Rebbe, but what story do you want to hear? And the Rebbe said, please tell us the story with Reb Levi Yitzhak Berdichev. And right away, the Hasid knew what he was talking about. He said, this is a story that I heard myself from the Hasid who it happened to. One of the Hasidim of Reb Levi Yitzhak Berdichev bought and sold oxen. And it happened that he bought a great deal of cattle, spending a great deal of money. And just after he'd purchased them all, The price of cattle, of oxen, went so far down that he was going to lose everything that he owned. And not knowing what to do, and being a chassid of Reb Levi Yitzchak, he went to his Rebbe and Berdichev and asked him for advice. And the Rebbe says to the chassid, I know that you're a businessman and you're involved in buying and selling cattle, oxen, cows, horses, but is there any particular mitzvah that you do from time to time? And he said, yes. I'm trained as a mohel. I know how to do circumcisions. And whenever the opportunity arises, I'm happy to do a circumcision for someone. And Reb Levi Yitzchak says to the merchant, And what do you do if chas v'shalom, God forbid, you do the circumcision and the bleeding doesn't stop? So the mohel said, there's all kinds of methods. And he said, I have this type of medication. I put this type of bandage. I put pressure here. And Reb Levi Yitzchak said, I'm going to give you an herb that if, God forbid, you should ever have a situation where the bleeding doesn't stop, and none of the methods that you know are going to help, use this herb, and with the help of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, of Hashem, the bleeding will stop right away. So the merchant takes the herb, and he says, Thank you, Rebbe. We'll hold on to this for when the opportunity comes. But that wasn't what I came here for, Rebbe. You see, I invested all this money in buying oxen, and the price has dropped, and I'm about to become very poor and lose everything I own. So Rebbe, what do you advise me to do? And the Rebbe says, I don't understand. I already told you that if you come across a circumcision where the bleeding doesn't stop, apply this herb, and with Hashem's help, the bleeding will stop right away. So the merchant took the herb and went back home. And at that point, when the Chastid is telling the story, the Gera Rebbe interrupts him. And he says to everybody who's listening at the Bris Mila, just so you know, my sweetest friends, it's clear that this merchant was a Chastid. Because... He didn't ask again and again and again what to do about his business dealings. He understood with complete faith that somehow those herbs were going to solve his problem. And it wasn't up to him to figure out how. It was his job simply to be happy and to have faith in Hashem. So the Ger Rebbe says to the Chassid, please continue your story. And so the Chassid continues. And he said, so this merchant took the herbs and he's going back home. And on the way home, he stops at an inn. And while he's there, he sees that the innkeeper had a baby not so long ago, and thinking maybe the herbs that Reb Levi Yitzchak gave him would help with the circumcision of this baby, the chassid, the merchant, he asked the innkeeper, have you circumcised your son? And the innkeeper said no. And the chassid said, well, how old is your son? He said, he's already three weeks old. 
And so the Chassid said, don't you know you have to circumcise your son on the eighth day? And the father said, yes, of course I know. He said, but you're a religious Jew. Why aren't you circumcising your son? If he's not circumcised, he's not part of the Jewish people. The father said, I know. But I had two other sons born before him, and each of them was circumcised. The first one, we didn't know there was a problem in the family, and he didn't stop bleeding. And Hashem help us. The baby didn't make it. We figured when the second son came, it was just a fluke with the first one. For sure we're going to circumcise him. We're going to have complete faith in Hashem that everything will be fine. I'm sorry to say, Hashem help us. My second son also didn't make it. So my wife and I decided we're not circumcising this third boy. We're not taking any chances. And it's true. He might not be part of the Jewish people, but maybe I can find some rabbi eventually who'll find some workaround and help me. And the truth is, my wife and I have been davening for years because after those first two babies passed away, we actually only davened for girls. We said, but if Hashem, you sent us a boy, please don't let him die. Let him live. And the innkeeper said, let me tell you, my wife and I, we say Tehillim every single night. And we've been saying Tehillim for years that if a boy is born, he'd just be healthy. So the merchant says to the innkeeper, listen, it's true that I'm a merchant and I normally sell oxen, but I'm also an expert mohel. And I've been given a special herb by a great Rebbe, Rebbe Yitzchak Berdichev, who told me that if, God forbid, I come across a situation where a baby doesn't stop bleeding after a bris, apply the herb and the bleeding will stop. So he says to the innkeeper, what do you think? And the innkeeper says, you know, we have a lot of people that come through this inn. And I've certainly heard of the great Rebbe, Rebbe Levi Yitzhak but I'm not sure. And so the merchant says, listen, I have 400 silver rubles with me, and I will leave them all to you as a deposit, if God forbid something doesn't go right. And I promise you, I take full responsibility for the bris mila. I know what I'm doing, and I have this special herb. And so the innkeeper and his wife, they thought about it for a couple of days, and they said, okay, we'll agree to the circumcision. And all that night, the innkeeper and his wife stayed up, saying to him, begging Hashem that their son will live and be healthy. And in the morning, they got together a minion for Shachrit. They davened. And towards the end of the davening, the merchant, the Mohel, he prepared the baby. The father said the brachas. And the Mohel announced, Baruch Ata Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kedeshanu B'Mitzvotav Etzivanu, L'Hachniso B'Vrito Shel Avraham Avinu. Blessed are you, Hashem, Master of the Universe, who has made us holy with his mitzvot and commanded us to enter this baby into the covenant of Avraham, our father. And then he takes the knife, Bris Kodesh, and cuts the foreskin. The baby cries. <coughs> and of course, the baby is bleeding much more than this Mohel had ever seen before. But he didn't panic at all, put pressure on the wound, and took the herbs from Rebbe Yitzchak Berdichev and applied it to where the bleeding was. And just like the Rebbe promised, the bleeding stopped within a few seconds, and everybody applauded. And everybody started dancing and singing. And they served a meal, and the innkeeper said to the Mohel, Listen, I want you to stay here for another week, and make sure that my baby is healthy. And so the Mohel stayed for an entire week, and he was learning Torah, and every day he would check the baby, make sure that the wound was healing. And in the meantime, he heard that the price of oxen had started going up again. And he thought to himself, I need to get out of here and sell my oxen before I lose money. At least I can get back the money that I put into it. He said to the innkeeper, I need to go. I've got a business deal I have to do. 
And the innkeeper said, no, I need you to stay here another week. I want to be 100% sure that my son is healthy. And so the moel, the merchant, he said, the bris is my responsibility. And he had given a deposit of 400 silver rubles. So he said, okay, I'm going to stay another week. And over that week, the price of oxen continued to rise. And the merchant went to the innkeeper and he said, listen, you don't understand. My whole life savings and everything that I own pretty much is invested in these oxen. And now I can make a profit on it. And I need to go and sell them. And the innkeeper, he said, I understand, I understand. But listen, my wife and I are still concerned. Please stay here a full 30 days from the day of the bris milah. And then I will release you of your responsibility and return your deposit to you. And so this chassid, knowing that he took responsibility and knowing that, God forbid, something could still go wrong with the circumcision, he agreed to stay for another two weeks. And every day people were coming in and out of the inn and the merchant would ask people, have you heard what's going on in the marketplace? What's the price of oxen now? And every day the price of oxen went up and up and up. I have to go. I mean, it could drop at any moment, just like it did when I bought the oxen. And he was really torn, but he had made a promise and he stayed until the 30th day. Then he goes to the innkeeper and he says, listen, I've been here 30 days and I need to fly out of here. I got to take care of my business needs. The innkeeper, with tears in his eyes, gives the merchant his 400 rubles back and gives him another 400 rubles as a payment for successfully circumcising his son. Shakes his hand and says, my wife and I can never thank you enough for what you did for us. And the merchant leaves the herbs with the couple in case they would need it in the future. And the merchant rushes back home. He gets to the marketplace and he hears that there's a shortage of oxen. People had been buying and selling them like crazy. And the demand was so high that he sold his oxen for a hundred more times than he would have originally received. And of course, he was very happy and he comes back to Reb Levi Berdichev. He says, Rebbe, here's 400 rubles that I was paid for the circumcision that was successful thanks to you. And he also gave the Rebbe 20% of the profit that he made from selling the oxen. And when he finished, he turned to the Ger Rebbe and he said, Rebbe, that's the story that I remember. And the Rebbe said, that's the story that I want you to, to tell. But we didn't have to hear the last part. All we needed to know was that the Chassid had faith in the Rebbe and the innkeeper had faith in the Rebbe and the prophet that's not so important. My good Shabbos, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. So I have one more story for you, my sweetest friends. And what's so amazing sometimes about the stories is what just happened to me right now. So the second story I had planned on telling from the beginning, I came across it a few weeks ago and marked it in my book. It's from Rabbi Zevin's collection of Hasidic stories. And then I'm looking for a story to tell, the longer story that I just told before. And I had no idea that there was any connection between the two stories until I opened the book right now and just saw that this is also a story about Rabbi Yitzchak Meir of Ger, the Ger Rebbe, the Chidushei Harim. You know, this happened to me with the stories of Rabbi Kanievsky, a blessed memory. That was the most amazing thing. 
I told two stories about him. I'd never told a story about Rabbi Kanievsky before. The two stories were completely from different sources, and I just had them in mind. I didn't know that they were both about Rabbi Kanievsky. I recorded them on Sunday or Monday night. I put up the podcast on Wednesday, and on Friday of the same week, Rabbi Kanievsky passed away. So clearly, the Chidushe Harim, the Ger Rebbe, is looking down on us. And for some reason, these stories of the Rebbe needed to be told. So it was an ordinary weekday, but Rabbi Yitzchak Meir of Ger, who was still then living in Warsaw, invited all of his closest Hasidim to a festive meal, to a farbringen, and he sat at the head of a long table, wearing his strimal and his Shabbos clothes. And for many hours, everybody ate and drank and sang, and the Ger Rebbe didn't say anything. He didn't give any reason for the meal. So at one point, one of the Yoder Hasidim, he says to the Rebbe, Rebbe, can you please tell us why we're having this festive meal in the middle of the week? The Rebbe said, ah, now that you ask, I'll be happy to tell you. He said, when I was a boy, I once went to visit Rebbe Yisrael, the Magid of Koznitz. And there were all kinds of Torah scholars there. And the Koznitzer Magid, he asked whether anybody who was present could explain a certain problematic commentary by Tosfos in Baba Metziah, in the Talmud. And I was a boy, I was only 14, and I'm waiting for all the Torah scholars to answer it, because I knew the answer, but no one answered it. So I jumped up and I said, the meaning of the passage is, and I explained the passage. And then the Magid said to me, come over here, boy. And I went over to the holy Magid of Koznich, and he gave me a gentle slap on the cheek. And he said, when no one else knows the answer, one does not jump up and give it. And as soon as he tapped me on the cheek... I completely forgot the explanation that I had just given. And for 35 years, pretty much every day, I've been trying to remember what was the explanation I gave when I was by the Kozinchur Magid. And this morning, my sweetest friends, I was able to remember the explanation of the Tosfot in Baba Metziah that I told the Kozinchur Magid all those years before. And so I said, now we need to have a celebration. And that's why I invited you all here. So you see, my sweetest friends, sometimes, even when we feel like we have the answer, the best answer is to keep it to yourself.
to thank the Newman family of Manhattan for their very kind contribution and for their Holy Father for making the time to come and meet me here in Jerusalem. It was such a pleasure to meet you. And a big Shalom Aleichem to he and his Rebetzin's children, Malka, Hadassah, Frida, Nehemiah, and baby Eti. May they grow up Torah, lechupa, lemaasim tovim, and many, many Hasidic stories. And also to the sweet Beecroft family for all of their kind comments and support and contributions. Thank you so much for your support of this project. And to all of you, my sweetest listeners, my wife and I, Baruch Hashem, Bliyayinara, Haudul Hashem Kitov, we became grandparents for the first time this week. When, if you recall, around a year ago, one of my daughters got married, and that daughter just gave birth. Mazel And Bezat Hashem, this week, we're going to be at the Bris Mila. May it be B'Sha'a Tova. So thank you again for listening. Please keep on sharing, leaving me comments. And if you'd like to make a contribution, you know where to go. My website is at HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com. And until our next story, Zai Gesund, my sweetest friends. Take care. Whoa.